Welcome back to The Wooden Spoon, everyone. It's Eve here. And since the last time you were here, we hit number one on the UK podcast charts, which is honestly mind-blowing. So you're officially listening to a number one podcast. Um, Don't mean to flex, but that's incredible. So thank you so, so much. We honestly can't believe it. So I don't know about you guys, but I am currently deep within exam season. I've literally hardly left the library. I'm kind of dying under my workload. So hopefully this episode will be super interesting, but also a nice break from the books. Today, we're going to talk all about proactivity and mainly the difference between being reactive and proactive. For example, before we started this episode, I didn't know there was a difference. And apparently it has a big effect on how productive you can actually be. We're also going to question whether you're saying yes to all the opportunities that you could be. So find out all about that in today's episode. This episode is sponsored. I'm literally becoming Jack Edwards. I hate this. But we are sponsored today by the Financial Times. So we're going to tell you a bit about that first. So you will never guess where we are today. Actually, to be fair, you won't guess because you can't see us. But we are at the Financial (laughs) Times in London. (laughs) It's very exciting. We've had a very exciting morning. Um, We've been given the full tour around the offices. We've kind of seen behind the scenes of how a major global newspaper is kind of pulled together. And we even sat in on the the morning conference this morning and saw how they they pulled together the the key bits of news, which was super exciting. So intense. It was really intense. Like just back and forth, back and forth. (laughs) Yeah, there's, there's a lot that goes goes into the news let's just say and we're going to find out more about what goes into the news we're speaking to lauren and krish the one thing about the ft that stands out to me is just how how high quality it is Mm -hmm. so the depth of coverage but also the diversity Um, a lot of people don't realize but we do amazing book reviews we have lunches with celebrities like jeremy clarkson or or piers morgan we we write about life and arts we do there's such a breadth to what we do but it comes with that FT quality. The FT gives free subscriptions to anyone in secondary school. Chris will probably explain it better than me, but Mm -hmm. it basically means anyone in sixth form can read it for free, which I think is pretty amazing, considering this is a business that needs to make money and it's giving free subscriptions to thousands of people. And it comes from an 18 year old who pitched his idea at 16. You can be any age and still do anything. I came in here like feeling a bit like a lowly intern kind of thing. (laughs) And people actually like spoke to me, they interacted with me and I found out I could really mold my experience. I could ask who I wanted to meet. I could take the initiative, make meetings. I could put it out there what I wanted and I kind of found that I would get that and um, it was it was great. I run the FT secondary schools initiative. When I was in year 10 the CEO came to give a talk at my school and at the end I um, badgered him to get his business card and (laughs) see if I could come in for a day and I showed him all of the preparation that I had done for that um, school visit Um, and then following that day at the FT I was invited back for two weeks work experience. I managed to get myself 10 minutes with John Ridding our CEO and I prepared this sort of slide deck saying how um, reaching new audiences would make a difference and the benefits that the FT would have to students. I pitched it to the rest of the board across my two weeks uh, and at the end the managing director spoke to me and he said well we really want to do it would you like to be a part of it and I would gladly be your mentor. Wow, um, amazing. So that, that, was, that was really special to hear that. Everyone here is Uh, genuinely appreciative of good ideas and initiative. They care about you on a personal level 
and a professional level. How cool is that? If you are at secondary school and you want to read the FT for free, then head over to ft.com/schoolsarefree. Enter your school's name, and you can find out whether your school has already signed up. And if not, get them to sign up. Email your <laughs> headmistress, your headmaster. Show initiative. Yeah. Actually, be proactive about it. It is a free resource and is so useful. Thank you so much to the FT for sponsoring this episode. We've had so much fun here today. It's been, it's been such, an such, an such an amazing yeah. day. It really is an honour, and hopefully you guys will get a lot out of this as well. Okay, so let's get on into today's episode. No one say crackalackin. You, you just wanted to say crackalackin. <laughs> let's get crackalackin. Hey guys, welcome back to the Wooden Spoon podcast. I am currently sipping my very strong black coffee. Um, and as always, I'm here with... Ruby. Jack. And Jade. And obviously it's me, Eve, speaking. Um, today is an exciting episode because today we're talking about proactivity. So that's basically how can we better ourselves and how can we make sure that we grab all of those opportunities and ultimately become successful people. So I thought we could enter this conversation um, with the very obvious first question. What does proactivity mean? Now, I've done some internet searching and I think <laughs> I have the official consensus <laughs> on what it means. But like, before I tell you that I thought I'd maybe I'd let you all oh, have a go and hopefully Open get it, it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone wants to jump in with um, a guess at what I'm too scared to. I oh oh okay Ruby's oh. gonna gonna go first. Go on Ruby. Okay, I will go for this. Um, so when I think proactivity, I think doing something for yourself and doing it kind of be- not because anyone else tells you to do it, but just going ahead and doing it because you can see maybe not consequences which are immediate, but things which will have a long-term impact and will actually benefit you in the long run. That was pretty close, I'm not going to lie. Do you have anything to add, Jack or Jade? I I was just going to say, like, going above and beyond what's expected of you Mm. from others and just through only internal motivation, doing things which have, you know, a long-term impact, but perhaps not, like, a short-term immediate effect... Yeah, that's you both pretty spot on. Anything Jack? to add, Jack? Jack's looking me slightly blank faced. <laughs> no, I just, as always, I agree with everything that has just come out of Ruby Gaines' mouth oh, and Jack. also Jade's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'll that. So the the Webster Dictionary um, actually defines it as um, proactive means in anticipation of future problems, needs, or changes. So it basically means that if you're a proactive individual, you're focusing on what is important and what's not necessarily urgent. So Mm -hmm. I think the really interesting thing about that and the reason why um, I thought it was important for us to talk about it today is that as students um, or anyone in life, I think it's really easy to fall into the trap of being a reactive person and not being a proactive person. Do you want to explain that a bit more? So I shall do. (laughs) So... Reactive basically means reactive is defined as readily responding to a stimulus. So that means that you're putting yourself at the mercy of urgency and outside influence. Um, And it means that you're actually not really focusing on your own goals. Um, You might have a to do list and you might feel super productive at the end of the day because you've ticked everything off. But if every single one of your to do list points has been set by someone else requesting something from you, you're actually not being productive. You're being reactive to what they're asking from you. And therefore you inhibit the amount of progress that you can 
make and true productivity because you're not moving any further forward. And so, creativity as well, actually. Ag- yeah, you know, exactly. Being innovative and doing yeah. something new. Yeah, no, exactly. You're right. Okay, so a really good, and well, I'm not sure if there's a good analogy, but an analogy I found online, <laughs> I do realise all of this sounds like I've just taken it online. Um, I have. Um, <laughs> but it, it does all make sense and I think it is super helpful and it's the analogy of a horse Okay. okay. So everyone listening, tell me if this doesn't make sense, but hopefully this will help distinguish between being reactive and proactive. So yeah, you're nay. If you're, if you will, uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> groans. <laughs> yeah, give me a yeah or a nay, basically. <laughs> okay, so if you're reactive, you are a rocking horse. So although you're, you seem to be okay. moving, you're standing still. Oh. You're not actually moving forward. Whereas if you're being proactive, you're like a racing stallion. Oh. And like you're, you're winning the Grand National and you're moving steps and steps forward. So, so then in, in that kind of sense, what would you say is the difference between being proactive and being productive? That is a super good question. And also, I apologise if anyone has got confused so far because the words are so annoyingly similar. <laughs> when you're listening I think this. I use them interchangeably. Interchangeably, yeah, exactly. Well, you kind of can use them interchangeably because if you're being truly proactive, you're being productive. Because mm. if I were mm. to have said at the start, this podcast hey guys can you define for me productive it might have been pretty similar to the definition you gave me for proactive apart from the only maybe difference being proactive is very much about forward thinking right. and yes. anticipate uh, anticipating change so if you're truly proactive you can be productive so they're similar but different whereas yeah. i think of productivity as like using your time as best you can yeah yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely exactly yeah so if you can then understand the difference between reactivity and proactivity, you can hopefully become the most productive person you can. Ooh. And hopefully you can be that horse stallion and make all those leaps forward. And I don't know about you guys, and I'll ask you about your own experiences in a second, but as a university student, or even as any kind of student at all, it is so easy to be constantly reactive. And that's because you're set tasks, you're set deadlines, and you're constantly kind of like at the urgency and mercy of someone else because Mm. you're kind of like, oh my gosh, I need to get this reading done or I need to get this essay done or all of these things and they all amount up. And because they take up so much time, you don't have any more time to be creative to think think about you convince yourself that you don't have the extra time yeah. when you have all these tasks and you know you have like deadlines and people waiting yeah. you convince yourself that you don't have time to do projects which don't seem to have a reward mm. now yeah you just put them off you know yeah exactly so even it can... though i mean those projects are so much more fulfilling so you know you know if you're set to you're set to do some research on something for school let's say or mm-hmm. university and then you decide off your own back, actually, I'm going to go a step further and I'm going to look into this and mm-hmm. this as well. And that in its, that is always so much, it's so much easier for us to be motivated to keep on going mm-hmm. with that because we're doing it for the right reasons. The interest. Um, so I think, and yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So almost basically. what you're saying there is you're saying that reactive work that you do for school, so like reading you might have been set, might inspire you or motivate you to be proactive. Because if you, as you were saying, you're going beyond your course, that's not something anyone's told you to do. That's because you yeah, might be interested. Absolutely. That's an example of being proactive. But then I think like that difference between reactive and, and proactive. So when you are being reactive, it's so much easier to just kind of almost, almost slump with it. I'm not sure if anyone else can find this sometimes but mm. bogged down in how much you you've have, got to do yeah. exactly the more work you have to do the less work you want to do mm-hmm. but if you have less work to do that's reactive mm. you're more likely to yeah. go actually like 
I want to kind of enjoy yeah, I agree more. with what you're saying about how you know if it's something that you that resonates with you in any form of research or anything that you do and it and that particular thing resonates with you and you think actually I want to change this or I want this is something I want to learn more about and I guess that is the proactiveness coming out and um then the activities that you do from there which like you said you're much more passionate about because they are something that somewhere inside you you know you thought actually yeah this is something that I really want to get more involved with or learn more about and and yeah I I definitely agree that it's more motivating to do it that way you are also correct though in like the idea of being bogged down I mean I read an article that said completely the opposite of everything I'm saying (laughs) in this podcast which is that proactivity is great and you should try and be as proactive as you can and the flip side of that is being proactive is very time consuming and yeah. it can really weigh you down because what it asks you to do is constantly try and foreshadow and predict or, or anticipate what's coming next. And that can be really tiresome. Um, it's going beyond basically anything that's like formally required of you because technically you've ticked off all of your to-do list. Everything that needs to be done is has done. So it's easy to then go and watch like five hours of Netflix. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, don't mean to attack anyone in this room. <laughs> it's mainly myself that was aimed at. Um, and that in itself could lead to you being way more stressed because you're going above and beyond but I guess what we're hopefully going to try and persuade you in this episode as you're listening is that proactivity is great because hopefully that leads to more opportunities and um, and saying yes to more things so are you about to say the yes thing no oh I, I thought you were going to do that and I've written in for you to say that in a bit oh, sorry carry on I know what I was going to say is um I think probably the best example is the personal statement that we wrote for universities or job applications because Mm. all of the things that you have done in the past which were proactive led to, you know, the bulk of that document in the sense that uh, grades and academic achievements only fill up a certain amount and um, one letter isn't that big on on a (laughs) big A4 page. Um, But, you know, filling in oh, I did my Duke of Edinburgh award or I've, um, you know, I've done all of these things. Those were proactive steps that you took or I've done work experience, which no one told me I had to do. No one asked me to do it. I went out and I applied to 17 places and one place took me for a week Mm. and that turned into three weeks Mm. and now I have a job there. And that is being proactive because you decided to change your own kind of fate and your own kind of path and you took the reins. Um... (laughs) I just all, all these horses. No, yeah, is that another on horse on analogy yeah. I hear? <laughs> we <laughs> love. It's going to infuse itself. Yeah. Yeah. We love a horse analogy. Uh, but I think work experience is such a key example of proactivity. And yeah. as we spoke to Chris and Lauren, mm. who you know, as young people, just went out there, put themselves out there mm. in an area they were interested in, and and I mean, look what's happening now. Yeah. They've gained so much in terms of skills. Yeah. And I kind of have a similar story. Um, so throughout throughout secondary school, I always wanted to be a vet, and I don't know I if you know see much. You as a vet, weirdly. Oh really? I can oh, with a yeah. horse. With a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do actually have a story about working with horses, but um, yeah. So I don't know if you know much about veterinary medicine, but it is very competitive. No, <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> you have to do a lot of work experience to even be considered, yeah. and so I kind of knew that by year nine, year ten, I needed to start filling up my school holidays with work experience and so over the course of a few years I went everywhere from stables to a farm animal rescues zoo I I did literally everything and anything I could and I can remember you know ringing up places emailing everything and what it actually taught me was that I didn't want to be a vet yeah 
And I know that seems like almost quite a sad ending to all this work. But if I hadn't been proactive in doing this work experience, I probably would not have realised or come to that conclusion. Or I would have done at a a much later stage. And you'd have panicked then. Exactly. Mm. Um, And so I know that's a weird example, but you kind of never know Mm. where proactivity will lead you. Because eventually that saved you. Because imagine then if you had... I mean, realistically, I think it would have been hard to get into a, a veterinary yeah. course without work experience. However, but you could have done one or two. Yeah, had you done, to. had you mm-hmm. ended up doing this and, and paying money to do to study it, and then finding out yeah. later down the line that you didn't, that it wasn't, it for, wasn't you. for you. You mm. know, that that was invaluable to you that you that you ended yeah. up doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that quite a lot of the time with work experience in particular or certain things where you are being proactive at the time it doesn't feel rewarding and it's you know it's certain things like especially with work experience I remember going to the first work experience I did and it was at first it was such minor little (laughs) things I felt like I was making no difference I felt like I wasn't really achieving anything yeah making I actually wasn't allowed to use the kettle um, which I think I think they just sensed that I was a liability straight from the Um, (laughs) get-go sorry how old were you so this was last week this was yeah I was (laughs) (laughs) I was 15 um and I decided that Way because... Way too young to use a kettle. Yeah, I was too young to use a kettle. <laughs> <laughs> but I I decided that, you know, I wanted to go into PR and marketing and that kind of thing. And so I did work experience at a PR firm and I learned so much. And I think at the time I wasn't being paid to do things that other people were being paid to do. And I was occasionally doing quite minor tasks that felt a bit like trivial or silly. Um, but eventually the stuff that I learned proved to be the invaluable thing like so i got yeah. so much value out of something that i originally mm. saw as having mm. no value yeah it's the transferable skills isn't yeah. it? things like people skills mm. or just putting yourself in a professional environment yeah like you can't go wrong even if yeah. it might not lead you to exactly what you end up doing in in being proactive you will only gain more skills which will help shape you and make you like a better well-rounded person yeah, yeah. it sounds cliche and you know i yeah. love a statement that ends <laughs> up on like with a with a sunset behind it in like a comic sans font on facebook but we know i think it's the uh, it's the whole like do something today that your future self will thank you for and that is proactiveness down to a t for me Um, Because I just think, you know, it's all about doing something right now that you will eventually be grateful for. I actually have a quote that I remember. It's one of my favourite quotes. The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The next best time is now. Oh, I love that. Mic drop. Plant your trees. Amazing. Take a moment. Can we take a moment to go and plant some trees? (laughs) (laughs) Plant plant that seed. We'll be right back after a brief interlude. (laughs) Okay, so we just to like round it back to proactivity like we've talked a lot about how important proactivity Mm. is and how far it can take you but we've not talked about kind of like those building blocks on how to be proactive so if you're listening to this and you're like well that all sounds great but like how can I be proactive I asked myself a very similar question when I was trying to think of a way to explain this for this episode and um, I found a really great LinkedIn article um, and it put out it put out four ways to become proactive and I don't know how realistic these are but you guys can in the room can tell me (laughs) and I mean you guys at home can also shout at the whatever's playing this podcast but I won't hate you so do your best (laughs) hit us with your worst shot (laughs) um so I'm gonna go through each one and then maybe each of the four steps to becoming proactive we can reflect on okay Uh, are we gonna go one by one we're gonna go one by one One so you gotta stay to the end to to hear the fourth one um okay so pens at the ready (laughs) are we playing bingo (laughs) 88 (laughs) okay so number one is create a compelling reason to stay disciplined 
So that's the idea okay. that you need a clear You're and like, motivating why? picture of what you are working towards. So essentially, mm. a goal. Yeah. I've got to say, actually, um, that does remind me of this TED Talk, which um, I listened Review to. The TED I cannot remember... An intellectual. ...the person who... <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't remember who actually was the speaker, but um, it was talking about you have your what, your how, and your why. And the most core thing that we can identify and the the most fundamental building block of any kind of success is focusing first on the why. So I think a lot of the time people think, well, what this guy was saying was that we focus on the what. We think, Mm. you know, oh yeah, I'd love to do that. I don't know, for example, example, I don't know, um, I'd love to be a vet. Um, But if you don't focus on the why, first of all, then you're not gonna, you're, the reasons aren't there and you're kind of, and it's so much harder to get motivated. But yeah, that's literally exactly talk. what this is. Yeah. That's an, a fantastic example. Really. I've seen that TED talk. The Have more you? you said yes. it, yeah. Yeah, a really so a Harvard study said, and that's right, guys, I've actually brought some, Ooh, <laughs> some research. research to this All the episode. Across the pond. Um, so <laughs> um, a Harvard study said, individuals with clear written goals are more likely to succeed than those without clearly defined goals. And I think that's probably true. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't so you think saying. physically writing them is like an important step? Not even physically writing them, because I can't say I've ever committed to writing down, hey, I really want to be a really successful lawyer i don't think i've ever done that but it's always been a clear goal of mine Mm. and i think as as long as you can almost have a conversation with yourself about it and Mm. like recognize that's what you want to do then as you were saying like if everything is like underpinned by why you want to do it then you're more likely to keep working on proactive ways to get there i think that's the first step Yeah. yeah i mean one thing for me that i find really useful is thinking about beginnings and yeah. there are so many new beginnings in life so for example the new year you're very or, deep in this this episode. is yeah <laughs> this is i'm trying not to go too deep but there you know there's a new beginning every year there's a new beginning every week or every month or every mm. day even or even yeah. for me i always think in terms of hours so sometimes if i'm procrastinating i'll be like right i can do this until two o'clock and then at two o'clock i'm going to begin to do something different and mm. i think that yeah. that's a good way of thinking like i in order to achieve these goals i'm going to like set a new beginning for myself and that's where I'm going to start being proactive and trying to achieve that particular thing. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you said that because the second oh. step of how to become proactive is to eliminate procrastination. Oh. And that's kind of what you were talking about in the way that you like manage your time in that way to kind of say, okay, from now until two, I'll do this. And then from two onwards, I'll do this. Like yeah. breaking up your day probably allows you to not procrastinate as much because you've got a clear defined plan of mm. how you're going to work. Especially if you actually structure in your breaks and you structure in where you, I mean, for example. You're a fantastic timetabler, so. Ruby what is can I very say? Um, uh, yeah. it, it, it is it is mapped to the, to, 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 to the a T. Like, <laughs> it is. Um, I mean, think because putting um. So for example, I mean, I've got times of the day where I know I'm not going to be as productive. Yeah. And yeah. well, is productive the right word to use? That's <laughs> that's the question. Um. So for example, at like two o'clock, I'm I know I'm not going to be working. A slump. As, Exactly. Same I'm not calling you a slump. I'm also, <laughs> I'm also a slump. Greeks, the Greeks actually had a word for it. It was it. I'm, I can't like the in ancient Greece. Yeah. There was a word for post uh, lunch, the post lunch slump, oh, wow. where you apparently felt much more existential. And yeah, like it is interesting. Yeah. What do they have a word for for like when you feel that for a whole week? Yeah. <laughs> That's the question. Or until um, the rest of the day. <laughs> kind of on the theme of timetabling, I think it reduces all the resistance to like doing whatever you need to do as well. Because I think when you don't timetable, 
you have this moment of choice where you have options of what you can do. Yeah. You can either do this task which you know you need to do or you can pick up your phone and like scroll on social media for yeah. a while. And if you've already like set yourself that task for mm. that specific time, you reduce all the resistance, especially if you make it super specific and you're yeah, like, absolutely. I'm just going to get out this exact yeah. page and do it, you know? Mm. And actually have it there. So one thing that I like to do is mm. set it that, up, um, is actually like lie, lie everything out. So you have all the resources there. It's so easy for you to then think, oh, actually, I can't find this notebook. I can't do this task. Oh, yeah. no it's not going to get done. I might as well just take a break. Yeah, exactly. So if it's there, it's so much easier. Yeah, and like, if we think about what we were talking about at the start of this episode, which is that like all of the, most of the tasks, not all of them, I don't know what you guys do at home, but like <laughs> most of the tasks that you have on your to-do list are reactive tasks. Yeah. So if you manage yeah. to timetable your day and you say, okay, well, from the morning till five o'clock, obviously in a timetabled way, but from the morning until five o'clock, I'm going to do all of my tasks. And then after five o'clock, I'm going to give myself some creative time to think, how can I push myself further? Like, mm. like this yeah. is time that I can look for opportunities online. That's I can really look cool. for open yeah, days online. I've, I'm giving myself time to just explore and um, think beyond what I've just been set to do. And I guess that is proactivity. I so. really Absolutely. like that. Yeah, well, there you go. The third point on how to be proactive is just say no. I know that might oh. sound weird because I think, mm. I think when you hear the word proactive, the first thing you think, and definitely what I used to think is like, say yes to as many opportunities as you can. And I yeah. feel like I've maybe been wrong in the past to promote that kind of mm. like line, which is like, just say yes to everything. Have you seen the, what's the film that's called like the Yes Man? Jack Black, Ricky Gervais? Wait, was that the one with Jim Carrey? Oh my God, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I, I know what you're on about, yeah. <laughs> but I guess the point is, is like set yourself like clear boundaries in terms mm. of like how proactive you want to be if that makes sense for example i have a friend at uni who's like i won't work after like 8 p.m like that's my switch off point and after like 8 p.m i want to like relax have me time so yeah i've got a friend like that actually and it's it's been i'm but thing is it's actually made her so much I'd say that she's one of the most productive people I know. Right, wow, same. amazing. Because yeah. you're giving me, that time for self-care. <laughs> I wish. I'm amazing. <laughs> yeah, she's so, like, it's amazing. She just kind of gives an hour literally to just relax with yeah. some lavender, oh, some, really cool. you know, she has some tea. Like yeah, um, love it. Shout out to Bella. <laughs> I actually came up with a metaphor ages ago for something similar to this. Okay. I was just having a think on a train once. a metaphor on this podcast. <laughs> so, okay, so obviously sometimes you have opportunities presented to you or offers, things that you can either say yes or no to and it's really tempting to like say yes to everything right so I compare this to when you're in a tube station and sometimes you get onto a platform just in time and you see a train right there and you have this opportunity to either jump onto the train kind of without looking to see if it's the right one or not and just get on in time and go and it's packed or you can say no take a moment and not get on the train and the thing is, that train might not actually be the one that you need, like the Doesn't right train to, station. to mm. get to where you need to go. And sometimes, <laughs> you know, it's it's not taking that opportunity, saying, no, okay, I'm going to take a step back for a second, mm. see the train that I need to get, or yeah. the actual opportunity I want to say yes yeah. to, and not dividing your time. Yeah. That's like, really, kind yeah, of really weird, but... I no, I like that a lot, because that's... then the next train comes maybe three minutes later, yeah, and, and you get right on that, one. you've got, you know, you've got a bit more room, you're more comfortable, and you get to the place maybe a little bit later, but you did it in a better way yeah. and also you get to a different place I mean I think I, I, I literally I love that analogy I think that's Thank perfect because um, I mean saying if you say yes to everything then 
you're not really focusing on one particular path, the one that is right for you. You're not thinking about that end goal, which is the one that's really the one that you want to achieve. So I think being able to reflect upon what you want and what Mm. you want out of life and, you know, (laughs) just more broadly, um, saying yes to the right things is important. The last tip to be proactive is believing in your own exponential potential. That is a mouthful. Oh, wow. Exponential potential. Exponential potential. Basically, you can do anything. Like, you really can. Like, your options are limitless. And I think to be proactive takes a lot of confidence. And it takes Mm. you to realise the amount of things that you can do. Um, So I think sometimes you need to take a step back and, like, almost reassure yourself and be like... I can look at all of these different opportunities and like choose any one of them and like just go for it. Because yeah. otherwise, you don't take chances and you don't look for things, and then you're just re- a reactive little shell, little crab. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> believing crab. in yourself, <laughs> believing in yourself enough to apply for something, thinking that you actually have a shot. You mm. know, because you do. Yeah. Like someone's gonna get a role. Someone's gonna get work experience. Yeah, like, why can't it be you? If not you, then who? And if yeah. not now, then when? Emma oh! Watson, I love it. Best person to quote. <laughs> Was that Emma Watson? If not me, who? If not now, when? Thank you very much. End of her UN speech. Wow. Oh my god. That made my toes tingle. Is Emma in the room? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Why do you keep saying creepy things on this podcast? I don't know. We're <laughs> trying to be deep. We're just going to have to mute Jack's microphone. Yeah, just turn my microphone Cut So I hope those four steps to being proactive helped you in some way. They definitely helped me. Um, I feel like I'm way more self-aware now about whether I'm a reactive or a proactive person. I think naturally most people are reactive because- I think it just makes you think. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. It makes you realize whether that probably you're just doing your tick list because we're all completely overworked individuals anyway, (laughs) just trying to get through life. (laughs) And um, yeah, take some time for yourself to try and be proactive and then you can become the most productive, successful version of yourself. I love, I love that. that. Yeah. Oh, that oh Eve, that was so motivational. <sighs> that was perfect. I feel yeah. like Emma Watson's in I'm the ready room. to go be proactive. <laughs> yes. Fist pump. <laughs> We're all like raising our fists. Effect, you can't so. see it, but we all we We're... looked really lame then. Okay. So our favourite bit of every podcast episode, the productivity tip Yay. and some Spotify songs for our Spotify playlist, which we'll go on to in a second. Today's productivity tip is blocking out some time in your day or your diary um, for proactive time to go out and seek new opportunities, see what's out there and what you want to get involved in. Take that time to be proactive, not reactive, which is kind of what all of this episode's been about. So kind of and using that, that proactive time, write it up, you know, don't just do the research. Mm. Actually make a proactive list of things yes. that you can do and how you can take it forward. Establish yeah. the goal and then yeah. make the plan from whatever that yeah. goal is. Yeah, I mean, like, as soon as you write your goals, um, I feel like they're way more likely to come true. And Harvard said that, so... What was the statistic from Rachel? 60%. 60%. 60% more likely to complete a goal if you write it down. Hear that, guys? You need to write them down now. Okay, let's get on to Spotify songs. So my song of the week, adding to our Wooden Spoon playlist, go and get onto it now because we're adding one song each per episode. So this is going to be like growing hugely. So don't miss out. Mine is Dog Days Are Over by Florence and the Machine. Mine is Belly Ache by Billie Eilish. Mine is Try Everything from Zootropolis, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, movie, I couldn't hold so that random. random. I love it. I, I love it's that. It's such a motivational song. It's all just really happy, clappy. And Go and listen, guys. I you won't know it until you've heard yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And mine is Remember Ja 
by Satsang. Thank you so much for listening, guys, and we will see you very soon. Bye! Thank you so much for listening to today's episode, guys. Um, I hope, like me, you went on a journey of self-reflection about whether you're actually productive or not. I know I definitely have some things to work on. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. We're looking for those five-star reviews, guys. And thank you to the FT for sponsoring today's episode. All the links to that are in the description below if you want to check it out. So I guess this wraps it up. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you soon. <laughs> <laughs>